0: In today's episode, I'm talking to the actor Greg Wise about his sister, Claire, who died from cancer five years ago in September 2016. Our chat was recorded last year, just before lockdown. And the first part of our conversation is an honest account of Claire's death and how Greg was her main carer in the last few months of her life. So if you're feeling tender, you can listen to that part later and start the conversation around 30 minutes, after which Greg talks about grief, love, and post-traumatic growth. This is such a useful conversation about caring for someone dying and gives insight about grief through Greg's own very personal and moving
1: experience. I think this is the thing that we are worst at in this country, is, is allowing ourselves to grieve and also allowing others to grieve. And we, to bear witness to and that to bear grief. Witness yeah. to that and, and we get embarrassed by it. And and so often I've been with people who've had death or terrible things happening and they'll they'll start crying and apologise for crying. Mm, did
0: you uh, do
1: that? No. Good. Um, <laughs> but don't judge it. Don't get in the way of it. It's mm. fantastic. It's healthy. It will come up and bite you on the arse at the strangest times.
0: And as ever, I would love if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast as it really does help other people to find it. So, thank you. I'm so happy to meet you and talk to you about your book and talk to you about what you're doing. And, uh, and my first question was actually, was why, so I know that Claire wrote the book as she was communicating she wrote to the family. Blog. She wrote her blog yeah, yeah. and she was communicating to family and friends about... Her cancer diagnosis and mm-hmm. her treatment, and mm-hmm. what she was going through, and then as she got worse, you then took over the writing of the blog. Yeah. What made you turn it to a book, and why? Because I, it, you know, having to do interviews like this, I feel it's like you're reliving it. In yeah, way. yeah. That's, that's. I mean the the
1: the blog was started by Claire as a sort of. Well, two <clears throat> two things. When you get ill, you're inundated with people going, "Are you all right? What's going on? What's happening? Let us know." Yeah. And you spend your your life texting and emailing and Facebooking and doing whatever else. So just as a sort of time-saving device, she said, "Look, I'm I'm going to write what's happened during the day, put it online." And then it was a sort of protection for herself um, to just, in a in in an odd way. You're setting up a wall. You're saying, this is what's going on. I'm making light of it. You should make light of it. Or I'm not panicking. You don't need to panic. Because one of the things that's very clear about proper illness is it brings out everyone else's neurosis. And fear. And fear. Um, And and so one of the things, when she became too ill and I became her full-time carer, Uh, I restarted this as a protection, don't worry it's all fine. Um, uh, And in a way it sort of morphed because I was trying to protect people from what was actually going on, my sister didn't want anyone around her because Mm -hmm. we have to talk about the shame that dying brings with it as well. uh, so I was just being very clear, this is what's happened, uh, I picked some beans from the garden and she had the beans in a thing and she's had a smoothie and it's all fine and mm. it was a nice day and England is doing well in the test and blah, and Yeah. to protect the readership from the truth of the situation um, and then I thought, who am I to protect anyone? So I became more clear about where mm. we were at the same time as my sister was in utter denial almost until her last breath of where she was. That's another thing that 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 is is useful to to explore, um, and then finally because I was spending every minute of the day pretty much on my own, I was trapped in this space with um, my sis, who with the weight of the illness and the weight of the opioids in her system was asleep for 22, 23 Mm. hours a day, but I had to be there for when she wasn't, when she needed something, when I had to take her to the loo or um, help her with the hydration or make sure she was having her meds or whatever else. So I was trapped in this space and all I could do was sit and then you start to think and you start to think of where you are where your sister is, what your relationship is, what life's all about, what death's all about, and mull these things over. Mm. And I'd never thought of myself as a writer at all, but what I would do at the end of every day after I'd given her her meds and settled her down, which was normally about 7 or 8 o'clock at night, is I would just sit and real-time write, no editing, just yeah. straight out onto the poof and send it out there. And it became, it became a, a real comfort me mm. to be able to do that. Um, uh, and, and the thoughts that mull during the day, you're able then to, to, to make concrete and make into word and, and send out. And I finished all of this. The last posting was the day after her memorial. And I said, you know, this is, this is a finite piece of work that was about this journey of my sister's life and her life has finished. And I've told you about the funeral and I've told you about the memorial that we had a lot of folk come to, but the people who couldn't make it, this is what happened. Mm. Thank you very much for reading. Goodbye. Because you have to know when to stop. Yeah. Um, And then I was approached by a um, a literary agent and an editor and we sent the manuscript. I made a manuscript from it all and we sent it out and we Mm. had a pile of publishers all expressing um, desire to publish um, and one of the things I said was was of vital importance is we could not edit.
0: Mm, I was about to ask you that. This yeah.
1: was written as as a real time document, um, uh, and we can't now come in and edit. That would
0: have been wrong. Which would that? have
1: been wrong, and and what what was, uh, I was absolutely adamant about this because, oddly, the, the m- m- most, maybe not anger i ever felt about the situation but the frustration and the exhaustion and the annoyance of things the most frustrated and annoyed piece of writing i did Mm. was the night before she died yes and i had no idea of course that she was going to die the next morning um and were we then able to go in and edit, I could have just written some lovely things about my sister and la la la. Oh, and by the way, she's now dead. Yeah. But no, you have to be real time. It was real time in the writing, so we have to have that same idea in the published word as a, as a book. Um, you know, we tidied up the grammar and that was about it. Um, so it can absolutely be read as a, as a real time document all the way through. Um, and I think that's where the power of it lies.
0: Yeah, well that last entry before Claire died was is very powerful because you can see both of your frustration and mm. your situation, mm. her situation, mm. but also how frustrated you are and wanting to get help and yeah. move on to another yeah. you know, yeah. the next stage. Yeah. And it's almost like you'd both got to that sort of crescendo, hadn't yeah. you? And then it was like, Okay, that but was it. Well it next. was
1: it was that absolute <coughs> moment. Uh, and, and and again this is this is of vital importance when talking about death is that I'd done all the reading, I knew how you should do it properly, mm. and she wasn't doing it properly. <laughs> and I was frustrated with her not doing it properly. What's because, doing it properly though? Well, you know, you know, this is the problem. Yeah. Uh, there is no proper, but I'd read the Atul Gawande and mm. I'd talked to a lot of people and I'd had a lot of discussions with the palliative team and yeah. with the hospice and um, all the things that, that were suggested that would have been good to have done. Um, how do you want to experience this time now? Do you want to be able to to, to be aware and sentient, or do you just want pain meds? Mm. Um, your 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 fears, your hopes, all of these things, which Asil Gomendi talks about so beautifully in his in his book. Um, Claire would not go anywhere near any of these conversations. Um, Bone cancer is fantastically painful Mm, and you can't touch it with anything but just the huge opioids. So she was um, reasonably pain-free when she was on the heavy meds, but she wasn't present. She wasn't conscious. Um, uh,
0: What do you think she... Well, because later on, when she was the last night, mm-hmm. well, that morning mm-hmm. that she died, and mm-hmm. you spoke to her, mm-hmm. um, and you said you can go, Yeah, you, know, yeah. you gave her permission to yeah. go. she Was was she in an unconscious state Completely, yeah, yeah. But she could hear it you. It was a
1: very bumpy night. Um, it happened, that particular change happened very quickly. Mm. Um, Catherine Mannix is, is very useful about all of this. <clears throat> and again, this is something that we have to be aware of Yes. If we are looking responsible, on. looking after caring for, for people who are terminal, the signs, like we're all aware of the signs when one is pregnant, water's breaking and, and the dilation of the cervix and whatever else, this shows that we're near the point exactly. of whatever. And people we, don't know. We have to know. <clears throat> we have to know these things. But what was most extraordinary about the moment of death was that everything in our setup was about to change. I had been her carer, living with her 24-7 for about three months, doing everything, Um, um, being able to do everything. And we were getting to the stage now when I needed help. It was getting beyond what I was capable of doing. And we had a care plan in place from the, the care McMillan. team. Was it from, from McMillan? Uh, No, it was from the the, um, the council. I can't remember which bit of it, but it was a you know it was a proper care plan. They'd come in with clipboards and I'd sat and we'd worked out what she yeah. needed and you know just things like the stuff that I wasn't able to do. Mm. Um, she was catheterized at that point as well, um, um, so everything was about to change. We were about to have people in this space, which was very in a way sacred it was very intimate and intimate. safe and intimate and it was it was a brother and a sister inhabiting this this space together and we were about to welcome in people with plastic aprons and rubber gloves and and name tags mm. and and it was all it was all going to change and the night before the day that this was going to happen she just went deeper and deeper and deeper into the sleep, and then there was a lot of kerfuffle, a lot of commotion, a lot of um, what I read as distress, um, and then uh, and I was unable to 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 get in to access her because she because just she wasn't, was... she wasn't there anymore. No. Um, and then she just started endlessly going through the mantra. I can't, I can't, I can't, no. I can't. So she was absolutely unconscious, but on the breath, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I thought, fuck, oh I don't know what I'm gonna what do now. So I rush yeah. off to try and phone people, and <clears throat> and we had an extraordinary support, but there's moments when the support is just not available. Um, and and um, in the end, <laughs> I had to phone the NHS general number. One 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 or 111 something. One one one. Is she? Is she? Is she, is she is, no, no. Is she bleeding? Oh God! And I said, I've already explained. She's got no. She's not bleeding. Oh God! Oh well, I'm sorry. We haven't got a. Haven't, see if I can find a nurse. Can't write about We can um, <laughs> So I just thought, okay, enough with that. Went back in to where Claire was, and at this point, the mantra had become, okay, okay. Okay, Okay. so that I think was the first time, the first moment that she, in whatever state she was in, was able to be where she was. Denial had been the key all the way through. And finally she had had whatever conversation with whatever part of her or whomever or whatever I can't do this, I can't cross this, I can't make that step, I can't... Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, I think I can, okay. And it was at that point, uh, eight o'clock in the morning, when (laughs) we'd had such a long and messy night, uh, that I just just held her hand and I told her I loved her and I told her how wonderfully we had both done trying to get through all of this Mm. but it was just it was just too messed up now Mm. and if she wanted to she could go and she was dead within a minute and a half Mm.
2: uh
1: one Mm. of the most extraordinary things i have ever witnessed the most extraordinary thing i think i've ever witnessed that um that extraordinary power of one's being, of one's mind, however you want to call it, because her body had utterly disintegrated Mm. weeks if not months beforehand. Our our GP had come to see her about a week beforehand, not having seen her for, gosh, two two or three months, and couldn't believe she was still alive Mm. because of the state of her body. Um, But again, people die how they live. My sister never had a relationship with her body.
2: Mm. She
1: always lived in her mind. Mm. She was a very cerebral being. Uh, And so in an odd way, it didn't really matter what her body was Mm.
0: doing. It was her her mind. And she was holding on.
1: So, however it happened, I was able to access whatever was left of the consciousness within my sister. And, and find that and give the permission.
0: I'm so glad you did. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very common as well. Yeah, yeah, that no. I've I know. About it yeah, and I know. It. And, and if
1: not giving permission, I've heard you know wonderful stories of, of her husband sitting by his wife's bedside literally constantly for, for day after day after day and then. Uh, my man's dad was doing this, and and of course he then he was desperate for a poo, desperate for a poo, went off for a poo. While he was having a poo, his wife died. <laughs> she needed him not to be in the <laughs> yes. room. Yeah. And you can just imagine she yeah. was sitting there going, just get out.
0: But I think it's about having a space. Yeah. But it's about to... the person.
1: It's 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 what the because you know your stories of, of families trying to get together from all over the world, and just as the last <sighs> child arrives yeah the parent dies um or or it's the exact opposite everyone's around just get out just give me the space because this is a bit of a big step please Mm. give me the space um but it was an extraordinary moment an extraordinary moment and um uh and very much my sister Mm. very much that
0: so she, did she it her had the way. control. She did it her way. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Absolutely, and she didn't want people in her space. Mm. She and didn't you knew want that, didn't there. you? Yeah, yeah, because it was very clear over the months. She just, she just wanted me there, um, and the odd mate was allowed in at the odd time mm. to, you know, give her a spa or whatever. Um, uh, but she just wanted it as as. Calm and controlled as she could have it, mm. uh, and the fact that I was lucky enough to be able to to drop everything and to be there for that period of time, because um, I don't have a nine to five job.
0: No.
1: I have a very understanding family. They were away anyway, um, uh, and and I'm reasonably capable.
0: Mm. And and you you were very close as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's, I think it's fantastic that also you have the support of your wife to say, you can go, you can do this, you need to do this, and that's going to be fine. I mean, it's hard, it's not easy, but what, did you have any support for yourself other than your wife and your child, children, did you feel that you'd access the sort of support that you needed for yourself as a carer? Because... Of course no. not. No, exactly. Well, that's the problem. So it's like, who. Because no. my whole thing is about community and yeah. we need to support each other yeah, yeah. more. No, know. look,
1: the, the, uh, I, the, I had endless support offered. Yeah. Um, From
0: who? From family? Well, and everyone. Yeah. Everyone.
1: Everyone. But you also have to know, and there were moments actually when Claire was better earlier where folk would come and actually you would expend more energy soothing their their neurosis about the shock that they felt seeing claire not having seen her for a while and she had deteriorated so much um that that they were no bloody use and in fact it was (laughs) it was more of a pain in the ass Having the what was the called camera. the proffered help than than not. Oh, it's such a mess, um, isn't it? But again, I, it's 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 a difficult thing.
0: What would have been useful to you think? and what could be I useful?
1: went I I went every week to the hospice to get the prescription for her meds. Um, and whenever I was there, I was dragged into some room by one of the doctors. There, they plopped me down and said. Now how are you? I say it's not about me. It's about saying nice no, about you.
2: Mm. It's
1: about you. How are you? How are you doing? And it took me a while to realise that of course it's about me because mm. if I fall apart, then this isn't going to work. No. Um, I uh, I had I go to therapy. I did my weekly therapy sessions, which was absolutely essential. Um, uh, but I drank too much, mm. and I spent too much on my own, mm. uh, and I went pretty bonkers.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, probably a bit mad at that time. And
1: this was only three months, this mm. was only three months, and I was still within, within a town, within a community, within life. Uh, within life. So for people who are doing this year on year, in isolated situations, I have no idea. How no,
0: I, I, and I see it. I see it in the hospice, and you see the families yeah. come in, and they look yeah, yeah. exhausted, yeah, yeah. and I think God. Yeah.
1: No. Um, but, but, but the the about the only time I got really angry up at the hospice was was when the the glorious Adrian Tuchman, who runs the place, said. Um, it was a good few weeks before Claire died, but I was on my knees already. He said, "You know, we can always find a bed for her here." And I went over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, because there's a certain, there's a certain not is it pride. Not pride. I don't know what it is. Love. But I'm, it's love. It's isn't it? love. Is everything? But it's it's. I can do this. I can do this. I am an extraordinarily competent man. As she was an extraordinarily competent woman. Uh, she couldn't put up a shelf, but I could, so that was all right. Mm. Um, but we were in a situation where almost minute by minute we were having to problem solve new things that had just yeah. ar- arisen, and it was a challenge. And god, we love the challenge, the two of us. <laughs> and we were able to navigate our way through with as hopefully as much grace and kindness, and, and there's a lot of humor, humor yeah, and humanity humor. as possible, yeah. Um, and 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 that was extraordinary and I would not have wanted not to have had to do that yeah. to sort stuff out and to, you know, to pimp up her, her hospital bed with various bits of wood and things so that she could lift herself and move herself yeah. around and and how do we do the catheter and where does the bag sit and now we're going to have to do that and that's just hanging in a Sainsbury's bag at the moment but I'll sort something for, <laughs> yeah, for that get tomorrow to that, yeah. oh god that's all best <laughs> I'll just gaffer tape it for now but we'll sort you know and it was you just get
0: by don't you um, so but it's
1: exactly the same as when you have a baby yeah, it's when you have a d- yeah. tiny child you know it's
0: chaotic isn't it it's chaotic it? Yeah. And,
1: and, and, and you forget things and you go oh I haven't fed you or I need to feed you or Oh God! Nappy changing, whatever it might be, it's and the gear that comes with a kid, mm. like the gear that comes with someone as they get more incapable. Like bed so the hospital bed rails. and the and the commode and mm. the and the commode wheelchair and the and the, and all of the all of the kit, mm. extraordinary amounts of kit, that come, um, uh, but I I was very aware that I that even me. I don't think I would have been able to do it on my own for much longer. No,
0: you'd have definitely lost the plot.
1: I'd have lost the plot. Yeah, And yeah.
0: also phys- physically, you might have started suffering yourself, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's this there's this thing that, that I've read and, and, and wrote about in the piece, um, quite far through the time I was there, of, of compassion fatigue that you do start to mirror the person that. Yeah. that you're looking after because yeah. you are isolated mm. and you are in distress and you are anxious and you're scared and all of these things. Um, uh, and you become drug dependent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah,
0: because you are mirroring their situation. Yeah. You're in it yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah,
1: know, yeah. you're in it with them. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to be empathic. But then, only up to a point, because otherwise you start to get ill mm. as well it um, was an extraordinary time it really was
0: I mean, I know now that you're, you, you' you know you, you're talking to experts and you're learning more about mm-hmm. what happened at the time, obviously, her pain was being managed, but did you recognize the signs of her sort of decline into death, like did you notice that? she was i mean obviously she was sleeping more but did you associate that with the medicine or or as part of the process that her body was going through as well it was it was both
1: it was very much both um uh i moved in with her because we'd got to the stage where she just wasn't able to find her way to the loo at night um uh so i just thought well I'll go in and help with that and then Mm. the more time you spend and the more you realize oh and she can't do this now all right that's new and she can't do that and that's happened and so there's a progression also you know from just reading about the disease that 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 generally it's between one and two years okay life expectancy after diagnosis I think she was diagnosed very late Mm. anyway um uh i don't think she ever was in remission from her breast cancer and it just metastasized into the bones um and she died pretty much a year after mm. the uh, initial diagnosis of the new cancer um the pragmatism of that of course is is balanced by the the stupidity of being alive with hope mm. um uh, and bless her, she went on to a clinical trial for a new set of drugs when she was already very ill, which just made her more ill. Mm. Um, and, uh, but there's nothing I could have said to It's s- her journey. It's her, it's journey. her journey. And uh, I had to plead with her oncologist when she was desperately ill not to give her another round of chemo. Mm.
2: Um,
1: because that would have just been cruel. Uh, Claire was adamant that she wanted it. Mm. Um, uh, it was clear, as clear as it could have been that, that, that time was, was running out mm. fast. But of course, it's always a bloody surprise when you get to that moment of yeah. the, the last breath. Yeah. Um, I, I was grateful that it had happened at that moment because I think she would have hated yeah. the flat being full of folk. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been full of folk, but there would have been a constant stream of people
0: yeah, coming uh, in, in like and out an, another...
1: with a clipboard. Yeah, no. And she Thanks. was clipboard you know. clear. Um, so I was grateful that she chose that moment to die. And I was relieved because um, it was an untenable situation, mm. really. Mm. Uh, for her and getting untenable for me. Um, so bless her for for bowing out before I had to make a choice.
0: Mm. And, you know, I, mean, I write in my book about that in a way it's very comforting that you, that you would think that we do have the power to leave when we want mm-hmm. to, that there's a strength in our mind, in our consciousness that mm-hmm. can decide that. And I think we don't give ourselves enough um, credit for that that we are powerless in that state we are physically I, I don't know if
1: I could think myself to death just <laughs> no, now but you know what I mean if you're in that state at that, at that state and it was so clear yeah. it was so clear um, that that was the moment that she decided to die mm. um, because everything else all the other avenues had been explored yeah, according actually. to her and 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 it was it was the moment that she didn't want to Things to change that she chose to die. Um, no, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, the the flip side of that is folk <laughs> you go, why are you still here? <laughs> I don't understand it. What what you have this zero quality. What is yeah. what is this all about?
0: Yeah.
1: For years, come on. Yeah. But no, you can't
0: it's they've got to go when they're ready, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And so this shame that you talk about, is it shame mm. of everything? So the, bod- you know, the body giving up, the giving up of life, the job, the career, it,
2: yeah.
0: you know, the, the it sort depends. of control, the control that we have, what we think that we have yeah. in life.
1: I think it depends. It all depends how you live, how you mm, have lived. That's mm. so why I say people die how, how they, they live. How they live. Yeah. My sis was a big one for the the outward signs of where she is she's got the embossed business card she's got the the, the sports car yeah she's got the parking space in Soho she's got the big post job she's got the travel expenses mm. um, she's got the hundred pair of shoes um, um, when that was taken away from her she was shapeless mm. and then when the the illness really hit there's something about if if you have always been defined by your stuff and your position and your ability to spend and that's all gone and all you are now doing is drawing on your account that's really hard mm. um, I know this was always seen in, in the old days with with your, with your managing director who takes retirement and yeah. is dead two months later because everything's been taken away with mm. the job. Um, and I think I think we don't talk enough about the shame of, of acute illness. No. Because um, if nothing else, if you have, and, and Claire was, she was, a, she was a single woman, very successful, highly paid, independent, powerful capable that has all gone mm. all of it all of it and
0: it's and then it, it's who am i and it's who am i yeah.
1: and these were conversations that she never wanted to have when she was healthy yeah. so why would she have them when she was exactly. ill so it's my yeah. madness thinking that she would have done things any differently yeah. that's the point yeah. so as i vibe quite a lot in the book Giving myself a hard time about about requiring her to do things differently. Is my madness thinking that that she would suddenly change and and be more self-aware? Mm.
0: Um,
1: that's not who she was. No. That's not who she was at all.
0: No. So in a way, you facilitated her. Wanting what she wanted, really.
1: In in the grander scheme of things, um, an act of service is a selfish thing Mm. because it makes you feel better. Yeah. There was nothing selfless about what I did. I was, I felt privileged. Mm. Absolutely, to be there. Uh, And to be able to bear witness and to do whatever I could to help. Um, and I still feel that, absolutely. And, and the trauma and the privilege pretty much balance out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. Um, and I'm very interested now in exploring uh, 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 post-traumatic growth.
0: More from Greg in a minute. The charity that Greg has asked us to champion is Marie Curie, which is the UK's leading end-of-life charity. They provide frontline nursing and hospice care, a wealth of information and support on all aspects of dying, death and bereavement, and a free support line with one specifically offering bereavement support. For more information, go to maricurie.org.uk. Now back to Greg. So tell me, so that was what I wanted to ask you, how, Mm. given what you've been through and given the fact that she's died and it's a massive hole in your life, Mm. how, what's, talk me through what your grief's been like and also how it's evolved over the last few years?
1: Um, Grief is fascinating and it's like a sneeze. You can't, you can't get in the way of it. Um, it's like a... It's Never like, heard it described <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: a good one. <laughs> but
1: it's, it, it, it's, it's a vomit. Mm. It's a purge. Um, the grief you feel, because the universe is balanced, all the laws of therm- thermodynamics and everything else, the universe is balanced. So the grief you feel... Equals the love you felt, mm. um, and it is part. It's essential of the healing process. The being able to get up in the morning. It's an. It is a purge. It feels like a purge when it comes. It's like taking ayahuasca.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. You've got to vomit it all mm. out. You've got to. You've got it. You've got to get you've out. Got it. Let it through and. And not judge it. Not be ashamed by it. Not get in the way of it. Mm. Um, and I think this is the thing that we are worst at in this country. Is being is is allowing ourselves to grieve and also allowing others to grieve. Um, and we, to bear witness to that, grief. Yeah. and and we get embarrassed by it, and and so often I've been with people who've who've uh, had death or terrible things happening, and they'll they'll start crying and apologise for crying. Mm.
0: Did you um, do
1: that? No. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, but don't judge it. Don't get in the way of it. It's mm. fantastic. It's healthy. Um, it will come up and bite you on the ass at the strangest times mm. Uh, mm, we're now we're now three just over three years after Claire died which isn't long yeah. is which it? isn't long uh, Christmas is a shit mm. normally um, this one was better um, uh, profound grief has gone gnawing loss and a sense of Vestigial limb will always be present,
2: mm.
1: always, uh, which is good. And uh, Claire is is front and centre uh, in everything. Still, mm. she's she's bloody everywhere. We're sitting in my little study at the top of the house, and there's photos everywhere. Yeah, books with people's letters in, and there's everything all around. Uh, she lived. Hundred yards down the street, mm. um, we've got old chums of the family living there now, looking after the place. We're, she's constantly in the family psyche. She's constantly being referenced and reverenced. Mm.
0: Uh, so, in a way, do you think talking about her like this in this podcast is a way of keeping her alive? In yeah, a way, her and memory? she'll
1: she'll she'll be alive. She'll be alive for another 80 years.
0: She's um, is incredible, isn't because it? Because
1: Gaia will, you know, it's Gaia's Auntie Bob's. Maybe Gaia will live in her flat when she's a bit older. Gaia will maybe have children. Gaia will tell the children about Auntie Bob's. Doesn't matter if it sinks with them or not she'll be around and every mm. time the name is raised, the relationship continues. And at some point in the future, the name Auntie Bobs will no longer yeah. be spoken and that will be that. And that's fine.
0: There's that saying, isn't there, that you you know, you're only as dead as, as anyone can not remember you anymore. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You know, But that was really the moment
1: that was the moment when Claire died quite after, shortly after that I thought, there's no one here to tell me I'm wrong anymore. Mm in my memories, because yeah. my mum, my dad and my sister are all dead. So everyone who bore witness to me-
0: As a child. As a child. Yeah.
1: And my memory's terrible. Uh, there's no one here to, to refresh or to say, no, that's, that's wrong. Or actually you do remember your great aunt, mm. Doofly, and, mm. and that was, a, that was quite, that, that brought me up short actually because claire was fantastic
0: with those memories with those memories yeah. and, and who everyone was maybe it's a female we player i don't know my husband's the same. he doesn't remember anything yeah in childhood, but...
1: um and 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 that was interesting in terms of what is important mm. do we keep in our heads what's important and jettison what we don't feel is important because there's only a finite amount of storage yeah. space and Um, I don't know I don't know but it was it was it was a very interesting thing to work through in my head about about place position family um history
0: legacy legacy Mm. all of
1: that and then so well yes that's 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 that bit but I'm now in this bit and we all live different vicarious lives and a lot of our lives change markedly as mm. we live them, and I'm in a in a different family setup to the one I was in thirty mm. years ago. Of course, I am, um, but it's uh, it's still it's still a relationship that continues, mm. the one I have with my just in a different
0: way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, uh, constantly. Constantly, and 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 this helps maintain mm. the relationship. Mm. Talking about it, uh, and I talk about it a lot, and I talk about illness a lot, and death a lot, and dying. And...
0: Great to hang out with you at a party, then. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean I'm the yeah, I'm yeah. exactly the same, yeah, and yeah. I think it's so. Well, we know it's so important, which yeah.
2: is why we're doing this. Yeah, it's essential.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about the title of the book mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting because essentially what we're talking about is love mm-hmm. and forms of love. Mm-hmm. And Because at the beginning of the book I was thinking, I wonder why it's called this? And then obviously to the end I, I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. Now that makes complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Can you just talk to me about what, what that kind of love means?
1: Um, we're, we're, we're quite adamant that, that, that love has one look you know it's 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 uh romantic love mm. and you have to be in a couple and you really ought to have children mm. and and you you should get married mm. and you know all these pejoratives banging around um my sis didn't do romantic love uh i think she chose not to mm. she with the whole that we've already been talking about, nature of denial and denial of having uh, no, no relationship with her body and being cerebral and da da da. Um, she didn't necessarily talk about it, but I think she absolutely made the decision that she did not want the mess mm, and the hurt, the pain, the anxiety, the the loss of sense of self, the loss of power, mm. of agency. Yeah, independence. Um, independence. And, yeah. Uh, she didn't want any of that. Um, and she chose a way of living that, that, that didn't have any of that within it. She could not do that kind mm, of love. Okay. She did a lot of the other types of love. She was a banging rogue aunt and she was a fantastic godmother and Mm. she was a great friend uh and she spread herself a lot a lot wider than than she would have been able to if yeah were she in a relationship Mm. as a mother Mm. well whatever else you know so we need these people we need these rogue aunts what they would call the spinsters of the parish
0: yeah so important and we need
1: the, we need the gay uncles mm. and we need the singletons and yeah, we need we, the, we need yeah. the everyone we need everyone yeah. and and it was I think latterly she was saddened and she said to M, my, my missus when they were off as an Ayurvedic clinic in India the year before she died that she wished she'd been able to do that—that that kind of love. She wished she'd been able to, to have. That's quite a big romantic love. From what you're saying. Easy to say. Yeah. At that stage. Yeah. Um, uh, she obviously saw her brother, who uh, was the exact opposite, uh, uh, in constantly in, in relationships, <laughs> constantly in love, constantly heartbroken. Um, for a, a lot of my earlier. Twenties, um, sleeping on my sister's sofa bed because I'd been thrown out by various girls. <laughs> um, uh, maybe I helped her go. You know what? I yeah, know not for yeah, me. Not for me. <laughs> no. And she was. She was clear. And I think that's obviously part of why she chose to die the way she chose to just have me there. Mm. That that there was a cleanliness to it. There was a trust there was a trust but there was a sort of there was not there wasn't going to be any power plays going on Mm. Uh, it was a sibling bond it was a sibling love there was none of that gooeyness that Mm. a romantic love might bring with it at this moment in life Um, there was a sense of agency, she wanted to stay in her flat and bring in the male figure in her life to help Mm. achieve that who was her brother.
0: And when she went to India, what happened? Because in the book, you you said she came back and she looked very radiant, mm. but then she went downhill quite rapidly.
1: Yeah, no, it was extraordinary. What do, think,
0: what, what do you think happened in India? Do you think she'd, in herself, made some kind of decision to go, OK, this is happening, but hadn't talked about it to anyone? I think
1: absolutely no. Annoyed. This would all be a supposition. She didn't talk about anything. But I, I... I don't think I ever saw her more alive and extraordinary and beautiful and and well. It's fascinating, than the day she isn't got it? back, and then literally, she took herself to bed and didn't get out of it again.
0: It was almost like a sort of last hurrah in a mm-hmm. way, wasn't mm-hmm. it? To go, okay, mm-hmm. this is life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And I've experienced it. I've had that, and I've had that. T- you know, I've had another mm-hmm. amazing time. Yeah. And, Maybe something in her was like, okay, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just really, the, I really picked that up in the book.
1: I think that was March. March of the year that she died in the September. Uh, and she slipped. She slipped pretty quickly, mm. pretty violently okay. after that.
0: And I've written it down, actually. Um, how when when she you talk, you because you, you do a lot about um what happens to the to someone after after they die and you talk about this sort of ephem- ephemeral nature of our existence mm. and you said nothing is created nor destroyed it just keeps eternally passing through the universe stopping for a while and then moving on mm. this i thought was interesting we are the embodiment of the ephemeral built of the eternal mm. so beautiful
1: mm.
0: what what do you mean <laughs> It's a pretty good one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> we are, we are, we are absolutely. We're just, we we're, we're just renting this stuff mm. that makes us up.
0: Mm.
1: None you mean of that like sort of physical yeah, matter. None yeah. of none of us is unique to us. No. Everything that we are made up of has been something else mm. many, 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 many times, from hey. the Big Bang onwards. Mm. Um, we are combinations of carbon atoms and and hydrogen and oxygen and calcium and whatever else. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. But these atoms don't die. No. When we go, they go off elsewhere. Mm. Either, either by rotting in the ground, part of the carbon cycle, or you... Burn them and they're released, and you do whatever you do, you know. And the consciousness? It. And the consciousness, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Absolutely no idea. Um, I love the fact that we, that everything that makes us up is just passing through. Mm. It's a nice and way of looking at it isn't it. We are just passing through. Mm. So we are the embodiments of the ephemeral, mm. yes. made of the eternal. Yes. Because all our stuff's yeah. eternal. Yeah. This is all eternal. We're not. Whatever makes us, us, whatever we want to call it, the it soul. It could a gravestone that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the soul or the or the whatever, I have absolutely no idea. Mm. Uh, I, and no one does. No. We have faith if we're religious or we have a spirituality or whatever else it might be. Um, I have absolutely no idea. Um I have no idea what happened. What, wh- where I was before I popped out in nineteen sixty six mm. in Newcastle, and mm. I have no idea what will happen once I shuffle off in twenty sixty
0: six. That's the great mystery, that's <laughs> the great my- yes. Uh, that's the great mystery, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the mi- and that's the mystery yeah. of death. We don't but know. But that's
1: why that's why we've got to do it properly while we're here.
0: Exactly, um, and it's so important.
1: You know, I, I think I think I have always shied away from religion. The 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 promissory note that things will get better when you're dead was a great political power yeah. to, keep the, to keep the population down and in their place. Mm. Um, um, don't worry if your life is shit, you're gonna be eating strawberries with the angels for eternity. <laughs> All right, get on with it, show yeah. up and give me 10%. Um, uh, I don't know, but life is finite. Mm. Our life is finite. Yeah. Ourselves yeah. Are, as beings, is finite so try if you can and and be here just be present yeah that's all yeah let's not talk about you know all the buzzwords of living in the moment and all of that just be
0: here
2: just
1: just be here yeah and it's what i say you know to 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 my daughter when she's on the you know noncing around on her phone when we're in scotland in the beauty just 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 be here just Mm -hmm. be here please Mm -hmm. be here Mm -hmm. Just be here. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's all I'm trying to do now is just be here. Um,
0: and is uh, that... Do you think... Has that happened as a result of Claire's death?
1: No, I think it's amplified by it, but no, I was always reasonably okay. good at, at that. Um, have, you
0: cha- have you changed? I mean, how have you changed since? Do you live differently now or do you love differently? I mean...
1: Um... Um, I'm. I'm... I'm absolutely certain that I am in whatever way you want to call it an improved person as a result of mm. my trauma and privilege of helping my sister die uh, I think I'm I'm kinder I think I'm uh, hopefully more compassionate um, I'm still bloody grumpy but that's, that's allowed <laughs> I'm a grump, that's fine and it's
0: who you are, who right? I
1: um, I think I'm, I, I've been to a place that I didn't know if I were able to do what I did and survive mm-hmm. how I was able to survive. And that is a wonderful thing to be able to hold close and, mm. and just go, you know what, I think, I think, I think you're all right. I think you, I think you did, you did what you could do, and you did it well mm. and there's no sense of of having let anyone down or um, uh, and it's 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 interesting because I think we'll we'll always think we'll be the one that will run into the burning building to save the child. Mm. You never know until you're in front of a burning building with a child in it if you would do it or not. No. You have no idea. Absolutely no, no idea. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, you uh, know. We've seen extraordinary no. people completely fold. And the people that we would think the least of are mm. the ones who rush into the building. Mm. In, a, in, a, in a small, quiet way, I know... I rushed into the building and I saved a child.
0: You did. I did, yeah.
1: uh, and that's that's a good thing to know about oneself, and not to be you know swanky about it or whatever. But I know that what I felt I was capable of, I actually was capable of.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't know until it happens. And you don't know until yeah. it happens.
1: And and that's a privilege to have. To have fronted that and not be found wanting.
0: And also, I heard you say in another interview about the grief that you can have is a pure mm-hmm, grief. Mm-hmm, and I love mm-hmm, that. I, mm-hmm. I love that. And you're absolutely right. because. So just explain to me, because I think that's so I interesting. talked to a
1: few folk, and I read a bit of stuff about people who, who had been not been present at the death of someone very close to them. And could have been present at the death, and for whatever reason, were not there. Mm. And straight away, you are bringing guilt and shame to your grief, mm. and it's the guilt and the shame which kills you.
0: It's the complex grief, yeah. is not it? Yeah. Grief,
1: grief doesn't kill you. No. Grief is grief. Grief is is essential and cleansing, and we've already talked about it it's the stuff that is brought with it by your sense of having failed mm. in some way uh and and i and i read a lot a lot of stuff about this because of course we never know when someone's going to die we never no, know that, you know exactly. we have an idea of a birth date we don't have an idea of a death date we know when we're very close to it yeah when we get into the breathing patterns and everything else um uh, but so many people, oh, I, I, I chose to go to that conference mm. or I, 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 I was desperate to go on holiday. I needed to go. I promised my kids, we'd go, uh, whatever it might be. I miss the death of my mother, my father, my whoever. Um, uh, and that's the difficult thing.
0: You live with that then afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Grief, Grief is clean and healthy. Mm. The rest of the stuff that you bring with it in, in terms of shame and guilt is is not healthy at all no and and it makes it really complicated Mm. and it makes your relationship with what you're grieving over very complicated Mm. because you're also grieving about your weakness and your stupidity and ah rather than the the clarity of the grief of the person who has died
0: yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it I mean it's from what I was thinking about yesterday that ultimately it's all about the sort of human connection and it's purest you know and it's purest lightest form as, mm-hmm. as much as we can we can do that to, to not have this situation you know to say the things that you want to say mm-hmm. and do the things yeah, that you, but but you don't we you don't, don't. We no don't, I know we, we don't. don't it's, it's messy, terrible it's, it's messy messy, messy. It's messy. look
1: life is messy life why is should death messy. not be messy yeah it's going to That's be messy the thing, isn't and it it will never the circle will never be completed there will never be no. that oh gosh that's wonderful um, th- there will be people in hospices you know how long have I got a couple of days bringing people in saying I just want to apologise for this or whatever else yes that's 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 different mm. that's different mm. um, I did hear a wonderful story from Catherine Mannix who I did ask about he said no it wasn't me but it was a chap at a hospice who, who, who asked how long he had left and they said well you know Day a day a day or two at most. So he got his wife in and told her that he'd had an affair with her best friend for many many years and could she please forgive him? He then lived for a further month. <laughs> <laughs> if it's apocryphal, it's a good story.
0: Well, that was his uh, yeah, punishment. Yeah. Wasn't That's it? his punishment. <laughs> oh, but well, thank you so much. Thank, thank, you. thank you for your candidness. No, as well. it was lovely really nice talking yeah. to you
1: it's always well, it's, it's always good talking about death and you have a good laugh
0: yeah well that's it yeah. if there's some funny stories there always there? yeah, yeah. you got a laugh <laughs> fantastic thank you thank you very much oh. i can only thank greg enormously for opening up about claire's death and bringing these conversations out into the open so we don't feel as alone in our experiences and in our grieving And if you want to read more about Greg and Claire's journey, you can find it in their book, Not That Kind of Love.